Hey, good morning. Happy Friday to you, everybody. Gabe DeArmond here interrupting your Ryder Cup morning viewing for Choosing Wisely presented by MasterTech after a week of recorded shows because I had some out-of-town things to take care of. We are back live. We are going to get to our weekly pick show with Carrington Harrison from 610 Sports in Kansas City in just a minute. I uh, do want to say off the top, I'm not sure what this sounds like on your end. On my end, it sounds mostly okay. Uh, there have been a couple technical issues. If there are any of those, that is my fault. Um, please do your best. Stick with us. Hopefully, it will uh, it will turn out well. Before we get to the picks and get to Carrington and even get to a, a, a potential little uh, prize giveaway uh, reward for you guys watching, want to pay a couple bills from MasterTech. The Master Technicians and Mighty Nice People. You can visit them online at mastertechphc.com. Plumbing, heating, cooling, they are giving our viewers and subscribers two special offers throughout the college football season. Number one, when you set up a free visit with them for a quote on a new heating and cooling system, you'll get a $35 credit good for future service work on plumbing, heating, or cooling. Just tell them you heard about it on powermazoo.com. Not obligated to buy anything. Just set up the meeting. You get 35 bucks. Number two, if you actually follow through and buy a new HVAC system, that is an air conditioner and furnace, you're going to get a $250 gift card from the grocery store of your choice for tailgating supplies and also a full year's subscription to powermazoo.com. So make sure to do that, either mastertechphc.com or 573-777-7777. And with that now, we are going to bring in our special guest for the week, Carrington Harrison from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City is joining us. Carrington, how's things, man? Gabe, I'm happy to be on with you today. You and I both watch like a lot of media. So you know how on ESPN when they do the car wash or they do like all these media tours. I never thought like myself I'd be on <laughs> one of these media tours, but this is one I'm really excited to do. Perfect. So before we we get into looking like idiots picking college football games that we have no idea about, um, the, a couple things. First of all, I want to ask you as somebody who follows both teams, the same question I've gotten all week. Whose run defense is worse, the Chiefs or uh, Missouri? <laughs> I made that joke on the show. Uh, I would say Mizzou's run defense is a little bit worse than the Chiefs' run defense. I think the run defense for the Chiefs is going to be a little bit better. Like right now, they're the worst run defense in the NFL. I don't think anybody thinks they're the worst run defense in the NFL. I don't really see that much of a fix for Missouri's run defense between now and the end of the season. So I got to pick the Tigers. All right. Well, that, that'll get you off to a good start, certainly, with our audience. Uh, they'll be happy to hear that. I, I picked the Chiefs <laughs> just because I was so scarred by Monday night or Sunday night. But um, it, look, the reason we're having you on this week is you've got a really cool project that, that's coming out here in uh, in the next week or so. It's going to appeal to a lot of the people that are watching this. And, and I know I've mentioned it a little bit on our board, but I just kind of want to give you the platform real quick, give you the stage, tell everybody what you've been working on here for the last, I mean, months, if not years. Yeah, so this started really last May. I remember you were one of the first people that I had talked to about it just because I knew that you had a really good knowledge of the subject. So I co-directed and was executive producer for a documentary called From Paseo to Pembroke, and it highlights the years from Anthony Peeler's senior year at Paseo High School until Jerron Rush and his senior year at Pembroke Hill. And 
as someone who grew up in Kansas City and had some familiarity with the story, there are a lot of stories that I uncovered over the course of the last year that even I didn't know. So I think it's going to be a really educational experience for people like myself that feel like they know the stories, but I think some of the stories are still going to blow your mind. And I think it's going to be really nostalgic for people that grew up in that era. And maybe you watched Devon Cruda play back at Raytown South. Maybe you remember when Kareem Rush went to Pembroke Hills. So I think it's going to be really fun for really both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, and I've always said, and it's weird because he didn't turn out to be the best college player, but the best high school player I saw in Kansas City was Derek Hood at Kansas City Central, and he went to Arkansas. I was kind of right in that in that range you're talking about give, give give the people watching an idea like a what was one of the things either you found out or just what was the most fun about doing this for you going back and and gathering all these highlights and talking to some of these guys that were involved in this kind of golden era of of high school basketball in Kansas City I think one thing that really stood out for me was maybe the divide between some of the new players and how they feel about high school and some of the older players like if you talk to Javon Crudup about Raytown South, you would think that he just graduated from Raytown South last week. Like, he still has that level of passion for his school, for his coaching, Bud Lathrop. So talking to him was actually one of the highlights. You know, growing up a Missouri fan, it was like, oh, that's Javon Crudup, you know? And it's one thing to kind of see the Missouri highlights, which, you know, you're going up against big eight athletes. But to watch that same player that you remember as a freshman at Mizzou, to watch him just – a couple months before playing against North Kansas City it was just it was mind blowing to see. So I think people are going to really like some of the footage that we uncovered. And it's going to be things that either you've never seen before or things you just haven't seen in 20, 25 years. So my my introduction to kind of the difference in the level you're talking about, I, I went to Park Hill. Uh, Jed Frost graduated from Park Hill when I was like an eighth grader maybe a freshman and like he was the leading scorer in the history of the school. Like we thought Jed, he would go out there and score 40 every night. And then he walked on at Missouri. So that's, that's kind of the difference in the level you're talking about. So, um, first of all, before we get to kind of, kind of what you've got to, to maybe use as a giveaway, uh, here for, for people that are watching this either live or going to, going to watch it or listen to it on the podcast later, where uh, can people see this? I know it's debuting next week and, and just kind of do the PR pitch for where people find it and, and where they can watch the trailer and stuff. Uh, so you can check the trailer on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com uh, backslash Harrison. also on my Twitter page as well. So it's going to be in the theater starting next Thursday, September 30th at Screenlight Armor. It's in North Kansas City. It will be there from the 30th through the 5th. We're working on a deal right now that I think it's going to be in a second uh, theater over on the Kansas side. I'll have more information about that later today, but we're kind of in the process of finalizing that. And then we're going to do a pre-order for DVDs where it's going to be deleted scenes and special scenes that you can only get if you buy the DVD. You know, some of us still have a DVD player, so (laughs) hopefully people go out and get that. And then after that, it'll be on streaming. So if I had to guess, it'll be on streaming here in the next six weeks. I understand that everybody doesn't live in the Kansas City area that might want to see this. So uh, it'll be on streaming in the next six weeks. So we do have some people that that do live in the Kansas City area that are going to either watch this or listen on the podcast. So what we kind of wanted to do um, is is Carrington's been cool enough to offer two tickets to somebody. So Carrington, my, my thought is simply the person that's watching this that reaches out to you first and says, hey, I'd love to get those two tickets for next Thursday night, September 30th. Uh, 
you know, just, hey, heard about it on Power Mizzou. I'd love to get those two tickets. Do you have them available? So I'm going to ask you, how would you like them to reach out to you? Is email the best or, uh, you know, what, what avenue would you like them to use? Twitter would probably be the fastest and the easiest way to do it. Uh, so, yeah, Twitter.com, Harrison. That would be the easiest way for me, honestly, to do it. Okay. Uh, another thing I do want to throw out there, I want to sh- give some shout-outs to North of the River because, you know, North of the River in Kansas City maybe doesn't get the love. I had no clue that the passion and liberty was as high as it was for basketball. That was yep. maybe the thing, one of the things that stood out to me the most was I I, I had no clue. And I, I certainly learned over the course of doing this that the Liberty folks are very passionate about their 1998 Blue Jays team. Interesting. I had no idea. That was my senior year in high school. I guess they were good. I don't know. I didn't didn't uh I, I didn't go to a lot of uh sporting events my senior year in high school, to be honest. But um all right, so uh it, do you want them to tweet you or they want you to, you want them to DM you? I don't know if yours are open or how you handle it. Yeah. DM's fine. Uh, okay. yeah, no, just send me a DM on there. Uh, and, uh, the first person I will, I will reply to your direct message. There you go. At C dot Harrison on Twitter. It, again, it's Thursday night, September 30th. You can get a couple of, uh, tickets to go watch his documentary on Kent city high school hoops. So first person to, to hit him up, uh, maybe it's by the end of this show. Maybe it, it takes a little while for somebody to watch the replay this afternoon. But if you do that, you're going to be able to uh, check this out. I've seen the trailer and I know Carrington has worked his ass off on this thing for the last uh, last few months and I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing it as well so uh, all right Carrington we assume that's going to go well my picks this week are going to go terribly I don't know about you I don't know if you're good at this and like <laughs> making predictions I have a winning record I fully expect it to end this week I just when you sent me the list of teams we get to make fun of Nebraska so that's really why I wanted to do this like that's the, really the number one reason I signed up to do this like I didn't really care about promoting the doc as much as <laughs> I get to bond with you over making fun of the Nebraska Cornhuskers. That warms my spirit. I threw in Nebraska as an underdog and Kansas as a big underdog just for you, man. That, that, that's <laughs> All right, cool. I appreciate that. Actually, you know what? Let, let's just start with Kansas. Okay. Do you okay. think so, – so, like, let's say that they just decided to play a pickup basketball game in the parking lot. Do you think more people would be in the parking lot to watch these two teams play or would stay in the football stadium? So, like, let's say at the end of the first quarter they're like, hey – Kansas basketball is playing Kansas Duke in the parking lot. We set up two basketball goals. Do you think more people would leave and go watch the game or stay inside to watch the football team? It's not even close. I'm actually going to say if Kansas and Duke played an alumni basketball game in the parking lot more, (laughs) like it don't even have to be the current teams. They could bring back Mario Chalmers and, you know, Brandon Rush and uh, Jeff Boshi. And those dudes could Cherokee face- Parks has to play in this too. We we, we, okay. we got to get Cherokee Parks. Okay, we'll put him with Trajan Langdon and one of the Plumleys, and there's still going to be more people, even though nobody wants to see any of those dudes. So, um, so yeah, that's it. It, we're, we will go out of order just for you to start with Kansas. Kansas is a like I don't think people understand how poorly you have to be thought of in football to be a 16 point underdog to Duke, but that's where Kansas finds itself this week. So. I don't know, man. What do you think? I mean, I got to take Duke in this game. It's not even Missouri biased in this. Kansas, I think, is going to maybe surprise somebody at home between now and the end of the season because I do think this Kansas team is improved. I understand that's a very low bar, but you can't pick a team as bad as Kansas to go on the road and be competitive yet until they show us. Like, you went on the road against Coastal Carolina. Obviously, they're better than Duke, but... You showed competitiveness for about 30, 35 minutes, and then the remainder of the game was exactly what we thought. 
I mean, this is a game, honestly, I would stay away from, but for the right. purpose of doing this, give me Duke minus the 16. This yeah. th- this has the feel of 37-20. I, I really was going to go Kansas in this because I thought, dude, Duke is, Duke is really bad at football. But then Duke, <laughs> Duke came out and beat Northwestern last week. And so I thought, you know, I, I, I want to be popular. It's more important to be popular than to be right. So, so I went Duke in this one. I, uh, I fully just, uh, just admit to, to being like, I've got no pride, man. I, I just, I just went with the people's choice, uh, picking Duke. So, all right. So now we're going to go, go in order here, top to bottom. We're going to start in the SEC, um, Kentucky favored by five at South Carolina, which my first reaction was that's not much, man. Yeah, no, it, it, it isn't really a lot. I think that last week Kentucky got really hit with the, like, looking ahead theory. You know, like, they had that game against Missouri. They clearly got up for that game against Missouri. They had Chattanooga sandwiched in between. They were like, all right, we can roll the ball out there, which I'm amazed that we've got to the point that Kentucky football feels like they can just roll the ball out there and beat anybody on the football field. But I actually think Kentucky is – I mean, there's clearly a divide in the SEC. It's Alabama, Georgia, I guess you want to say A&M, but I know we're going to get to them over the course of uh, making these picks. And then there's probably six teams that you can put between three to nine or four to ten. I I actually really like Kentucky. Um, I think they're a really good ball control, run the football line of scrimmage team. I think they kind of grind South Carolina into submission. I'm going to hammer this one. Kentucky minus the five. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this one doesn't make any sense to me. Like, South Carolina, dude, they're, they're not good. Uh, Kentucky, I think, actually is pretty good. Last week was, last week was a bad week to, to point to on that. But I, I'm going Kentucky on this one as well. Uh, okay, it was tempting just to pick a whole bunch of SEC games, but, but I'm, I'm kind of jumping around the country a little bit and trying to pick some of the better games. This one... Man, I and I fully like. I don't know if I would bet any. Well, I don't bet, but if I did bet, I don't know if I would bet any of these games I picked this week because I, I as I went through them, I'm like, I don't know what to pick in any of these. Notre Dame getting six and a half at Wisconsin, which seems high to me simply because I don't think it's impossible that neither of these teams actually is capable of scoring six and a half points. Yeah, this is, uh, I believe this game's in Soldier Field. Yeah. Uh, this is a really difficult stretch for Notre Dame here over the next three weeks. And I don't think they're coming uh, out of this completely unscathed. I I like Wisconsin plus the six and a half. I feel like that's a little bit too much of a line. I kind of feel like Notre Dame is getting a little bit of the Cowboys treatment here. You know, the Cowboys always get that extra two points because people like to bet the Cowboys. I think this line should probably be closer to three and a half, maybe four. But Notre Dame's getting a lot of respect here. I'm going to take Wisconsin plus the six and a half. All right. The, the Kansas City kid, Graham Mertz, really scarred me in week one, man. I watched the, the second half of Wisconsin-Penn State, and just every time they got inside the 25-yard line, he was just handing the ball to Penn State. And that – I don't know. I, I got to go Notre Dame on this one. I just don't – I think Wisconsin probably wins, but I just don't trust Wisconsin to, like, hang on to the ball enough um and I don't think like I th- I could easily th- see this as like a 17-13 game I just don't think Wisconsin scores enough to uh to blow anybody to beat anybody by more than a touchdown at least a good team at this point so we got our first difference so it means we're definitely well it means we're probably not going to tie 
Uh, so so I'm, <laughs> I'm going Notre Dame here. All right, this one, like, I know that everybody knows a lot about Pac-12 football. I certainly have great Pac-12 football knowledge. Um, UCLA looked like, hey, Chip Kelly was back, and he was football genius, and everybody loved him again. And then they lost to Fresno last week. They're giving four and a half at Stanford. And like, Fresno might actually be good, though. Fresno could potentially oh yeah. be good. Yeah. Fresno was Fresno was pretty competitive early in the season against Oregon, and they showed some competitiveness and won last week against UCLA. I, I kind of feel like, well, I, I didn't expect UCLA to play the way that they did for the most part, but I think that I think Fresno's being a little bit disrespected here. Stanford's not good. Like Stanford is not a good team. I I, I like UCLA minus the four and a half here. But it, it goes back to like Stanford. And I didn't watch it, but they got manhandled by K State, right? Then week they two, did. then then a week later they come back and and they're just blowing USC off the field. So maybe that means USC, USC sucks. I don't know. Yeah, USC. It, it was kind of one of those things where if you're in a relationship and you tell yourself that you're breaking up after the next fight, then your relationship is over. Because like part of a being right. in a relationship is being able to overcome adversity. That it was clear USC was. Hey, if we don't see what we want to see in the first three weeks, you're out of here. Then you should have fired him in the offseason yes. and then hired who you wanted to hire. So USC, you could tell morale was down, enthusiasm was down, and it was just a ticking time bomb. And Stanford just happened to be the team to push them over the edge. I do like the uh, the relationship analogy here, though, because somebody has to. That means there has to be an interim boyfriend, right? Because you, <laughs> I mean, USC's got the interim coach, so uh, so I like that. But no, I'm going UCLA too. Uh, I don't really. I, I think Fresno might be good. I don't think Kansas State's all that good, and, and they crushed Stanford last week. So I'm going there. All right, now we go back. To- I actually thought K State was good with Skylar Thompson. I thought yeah. they were a pretty good team. Yeah, it is, and and like, look, I, I'm not joking about the kid getting hurt. That sucks, but it really, it, it's crazy that his ninth year in college has been ended by a knee injury, right? I mean, Skylar Thompson, he'd been there a, a minute. Did you know that Skylar Thompson is actually one day older than Sam Darnold? Oh my god, that I'm is not nuts, joking. Man. I I looked it up. I was that curious. Is nuts. Skylar Thompson, I think, was born July 5th. Of 1997, and then Skyler, and then uh, Darnold was born the next day. He's one day older than Darnold, who was in year four in the NFL. That is, that's wow. So maybe it really is. <laughs> his, maybe it really is his ninth year, man. All right, now th- this next game I put on here sheerly because I could not believe there was a Power Five conference football game with this line. Georgia by 35 and a half. At Vanderbilt. And, like, the first thing I thought was, that kind of seems low, man. Vanderbilt, to me, is kind of like what the Houston Texans are. Like, I don't know how much of that Thursday night game you watched yesterday. Oh, but I actually had my survivor pick on Carolina, so I actually watched, like, a decent part because I wanted to be right. Uh, I, I just don't see a path to Vanderbilt to score 10 points in this game. Right. Like, if Georgia comes out and is really focused – I just don't see a path to them scoring that much, but it is one of those things where let's say Georgia wins 42 to 10. They win really comfortably, but you lose your bet. So I think the smart money is on Vanderbilt just because you have so many numbers to play with that. I think you have to bet on Vanderbilt 
and you're betting more that Georgia in the second half is just going to go through the motions more than anything. See, that's uh, Georgia was, I believe, a 31-point favorite last week against South Carolina, and I picked South Carolina for that exact reason. I'm like, Georgia's mm. going to kill them, but they're going to get up, and and Georgia was up 33-6 like early in the third quarter, and then they just coasted, and it was 40-13, to and I, I won that one covering the 31, and I that's the smart play, but I honestly don't think Vanderbilt is good enough to do that. Like, I don't think Vanderbilt can score 14 in this game, and I don't think they can stop Georgia. And I know it's nuts, but at 35 and a half, I'm still picking Georgia to cover because it just <laughs> it just seems too low to me, man. Um, all right, now back to uh, back to the Big 12. At least for now, pretty soon it'll be Big 12 SEC or American SEC or something. West Virginia getting 17 at Oklahoma, which has been part of a group of the underwhelming blue bloods so far this year. Yeah, I was just going to say that, uh, that Spencer Rattler kid for all the preseason Heisman talk. Yeah. And I, I don't see it with the kid nope. in college. You saw it with Baker. Yep. You saw it with Kyler Murray. Yep. I would say to some extent you saw it with Jalen Hurts. I, I don't see it with the Spencer Rattler kid, at least not yet. Uh, I watched a pretty good portion of that game against Nebraska, and I actually came away more impressed with Nebraska than I was with Oklahoma. I mean, I think Oklahoma needed a generational interception to kind of give them the cushion that they needed in that game. I think I think plus seventeen is a lot a lot here in this Oklahoma West Virginia game. I'm going to take West Virginia plus the seventeen. Yeah, I think uh, everybody just said, "Well, he's a transfer and he's a quarter." Or, I mean, he's a quarterback at Oklahoma, and their quarterbacks are great. So we're going with Spencer Rattler for a Heisman winner. And I don't know; it never made any sense to me. I agree, seventeen's too much. Like, I don't think West Virginia's great, but I, I think they're good enough to good enough to win this one. Uh, or not to win. I agree, not to I agree win. with you. I agree. I think they'll push him. All right, man. Now this one, I, like no intro here. This you you said this is the reason you're on the show. So just take it away. Nebraska getting five at Michigan State. Nebraska got a great moral victory last week. I mean, you and I went from the era where Nebraska you could just go out there and Nebraska could beat anybody. USC, Penn State, Miami, and now they're patting themselves on the back for barely losing to Oklahoma. I want to be clear to Nebraska fans. You have not been good for 20 years. Blockbuster video was still a thing the last time that you guys were relevant. <laughs> you guys are not a blue blood. You're not even as good as Missouri. I, right now, if you play Nebraska-Missouri at Arrowhead, Missouri's a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Nebraska. I just don't have a lot of respect for them as a, as a program. I don't like their fan base. I don't like their head coach. I I wish I had the Lee Corso head to put the Sparty on my head so I could pick <laughs> Michigan State minus the five. You, I, I mean, you didn't seem to take any joy in making that pick, man. Like that, that, that didn't seem to bring you pleasure at all to talk about how dreadful Nebraska has become as a program. But yeah, because you, you, you know this more than me. Because like I at least grew up in the era where I saw Brad Smith beat him. You know, I saw Chase Daniel beat him. I don't have the memories. Nebraska dominated Missouri, Kansas, and K-State 
for 40 years yeah. and then thumb their nose on, uh, at you. And now all you get is back-of-the-day stories. Nebraska is the guy that is still telling that they once stayed in wrestling in 1997. Bro, you're 43. No one wants to hear this. No one cares that you won the two-way wrestling meet back in 1997 against Gardner Edgerton. It's over. That's how I feel about Nebraska. They're out here getting fake sellout streaks. They're embarrassing is what they are. Embarrassing. (laughs) That's the thing. Like, it's a great point because people my age, like, I think last week, Nebraska-Oklahoma, to people your age, was kind of like, oh, well, this would be a crappy game that I can waste three hours watching, right? To people my age, that was like, that was the game of the year every year when I grew up as a college football fan. And to see what, I, I mean, when I grew up as a Missouri fan, if Missouri came within like 21 of Nebraska, that was a pretty good week. Like, you went into that week going, hey, you know what would be awesome? Maybe we can get a, a a a touchdown drive going when they bring in the third stringers in the third quarter. Maybe that'd be cool, right? We'll feel good about that. And now to see what they become, you're right. It's been, I mean, it's been ten years since they've been relevant, but it's been twenty years since they've been good. Um, but the other part of this, like, I think Michigan State might actually be good at football. Like, I think maybe Mel Tucker's a good football coach, and I, I assume you're picking Michigan State, and and I'm definitely picking Michigan State. Yeah, I'm picking Michigan State, too. I, I know that I'm not unlike other Missouri fans. That like, you look at Wisconsin, you look at Michigan State, you look at Baylor, you think to yourself, why can't Mizzou be those programs? Like, there's no reason why Missouri can't be Michigan State. It doesn't make sense to me why they can't be Michigan State. That's the goal, but Michigan State was I, – I think they won two games all last year. They've already won three this year. They're like number 20 in the country. They've got legitimate chance to be 7-0 and if they win this game. I think they win this game. All right, this this one to me is actually an easy one. This is probably the easiest game we've got to pick all, on this whole thing for me. But I think a lot of people are making the opposite pick that I'm making. A&M favored by 4.5 against Arkansas. I think that's in uh, in Jerry world. I'm going to take Arkansas to win this game. I think Arkansas is the surprise team in the SEC this year. I, maybe it's just I, I watched a lot of that game against Texas, and it got you, you know, like, oh, that was really like what they did. Um, I, I watched probably the last eight minutes of A&M Colorado, and you know how when you look at the rankings every week and you're like, how is Iowa State the eighth best team in the country? Right. Like, that just doesn't – just doesn't add up to me, you know? I feel the same way about AM. Like AM's one of the five best teams in the country. Like, there's no chance that they're one of the five best teams. I think Arkansas beats them. I think Arkansas upsets them. I have made a living for the last 20 years of calling Texas AM the most overrated program in college football. And I believe that. And I think they're overrated this year. I just don't think they're the most overrated team in this game. I Arkansas for the last 16 games Sam Pittman right now is making a little like they are going to build statues of Sam Pittman for simply not being the worst in program history right it's like it's like you and I have talked a lot about Conzo Martin got the benefit of the doubt and like his year one was good I'm not trying to say it wasn't but had Conzo Martin in his first year gone 13 and 17 Missouri fans would have nominated him for national coach of the year simply because he wasn't the last guy that's what Sam Pittman is getting a little bit of. We came into this year and everybody said, well, Texas is overrated every year. Texas sucks. And then Arkansas beat them. And everybody said, oh, man, Arkansas is back. They beat Texas. Well, you just said Texas sucks. So why is Arkansas back for beating Texas? 
A&M wakes up, wins this game by two touchdowns. Uh, this this is the only one I actually feel good about on the entire list. So it means I'm 100% going to be wrong and Arkansas is going to win. So, all right, we always said this. Actually, really, really quick, I want to yeah. tell you a story to kind of go with what you said. I think you'll find okay. it funny. So this was – Right when Danny and I started hosting together, we were still in middays. And this is when uh, Matt Castle was the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. So at the end of the season, they replaced him for Brady Quinn. And I remember that day I went home and I did all these notes. And I was like, the Chiefs have made the wrong decision and they should keep starting Matt Castle. And I'll never forget this. This guy called up and he said, Carrington, all those stats you say must be right, but we need something different. And I was like... Yeah, I can't. I can't really. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. I can't really argue with that. I was like, you're right. You might not be any better. So, like, you were saying that with uh, with uh, Sam Pittman. Sam Pittman might not be that much better than the other coach. He's just different than the other yep. coach right now. You get a good win against Texas. You hand them another good win against Texas A&M. All right. You know that that will that, that will pique people's interest. Look, if Arkansas wins this one, um. They're going to go schedule TCU, and then they're going to schedule South Lake Carroll, and they're going to call themselves Texas State champs. You know, no question. So we, we always Full hearts can't lose. <laughs> there you go, man. We always uh, we always say Mizzou for last. I was actually stunned. Mizzou a point and a half favorite at Boston College. I thought it'd probably be the other way. I thought it'd be BC by a point or two. It's basically saying it's a pick 'em, but uh, I don't know, man. What do you think? I really struggle with this one. You and I talk about this. It's kind of like you. Like, I know you like Mizzou, but it's your job. So, like, you're much more of a fan than the Chiefs because you don't cover it every day. You don't work with it. That's kind of how I feel towards the Chiefs, but I'm still a Missouri fan. It kind of reminds me of election coverage where you kind of look at the board and you're kind of adding up the votes. And you're like, well, it's going to be tough to get to 270 if you don't get, you know, state right. X, Y, and Z. If you think Missouri can win seven or eight games, it's kind of hard to see them getting there if they don't win this game against Boston College. Like, yep. show me the map that this team gets to eight wins if you lose to Kentucky yep. and you lose to Boston College. It doesn't just exist. doesn't exist. Yep. So, I, for that reason, I have to pick Missouri, and I understand, like, I gave you no football analysis, but if you think this year has a chance to be, huh, all right, you know, Drinkwitz won seven. He won eight games. Now you go on that recruiting trail and you tell Luther Burden, hey, we won eight games. If we have you on this team, you could be the difference between winning eight games and ten games. That's a lot different than going on the road and saying, hey, we're a six-win team, but believe in us, we're close. Yeah. So I, I, for that reason, I have to pick Missouri. Yeah, not only can you not get to eight if you don't win this game, I, I'm not sure you can get to seven if you lose this game. You come back two and two, Tennessee – tough all of a sudden Arkansas tough all of a sudden um look I don't have any football analysis of this one either because I think if, if Phil Yurkovich was was playing quarterback for BC BC wins this game he's not that that gives me more reason to believe Missouri wins this game but my reason is simple for picking Mizzou it's not much different for why I picked Duke when I have absolutely no clue to what to do, as a business person, what good does it do for me to pick against the team that all my subscribers like, right? I have no clue what's going to happen in this game. It would not shock me if Missouri either wins or loses this game by 17 points. So because I have no clue, I'm just picking the team that, I, hey, everybody wants me to pick anyway. So I'm going Mizzou with absolutely no basis for it and no, no feeling about whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But I'm just going Mizzou. So so it looks like I'm looking over our, our picks. It comes down to I've got Notre Dame, you've got Wisconsin. I've got Georgia, you've got Vandy. 
and I've got A&M, you've got Arkansas. We agree on the other six. So it's those three games. So I am, like I am every week, clearly a Notre Dame, Georgia, and Texas A&M fan. Those are obviously my three three favorite teams in college football. So. And you said that A&M's the most overrated team in college football. I don't know how you can say that when – Literally there, for the last 10 years, week three, we've asked ourselves, is Texas back? We we, we asked ourselves, is but, Texas back after beating Louisiana? They beat Louisiana in football. And we were like, oh, Texas is like, no, we, we do that with Texas every year, which doesn't make like, there are very few programs that kids grow up saying, I want to go to this school. That when you were five and six right. years old, you already know, like, as much as we love Mizzou, there are not a lot of seven-year-old kids that are like, you know what, I really want to be the quarterback at Mizzou. Kids grow up with that goal at Texas, and the fact that they're the 47th best program in college football just blows my mind. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little trivia time for you. Do you know the last time that Texas played for a football national championship? Uh, I mean, you do. If yeah, you that'd be the Rose Bowl yeah. in 05, right? Be, be yeah, 0506. Do you know the last time Texas A&M played for a national championship in football? That had to be like the Junction Boys. That had to be like 65. I'm almost positive it was 1938. <laughs> so, like... They got a Helms title, then. That's what they like got. They, they got the Helms. Right, but they think they're in the same conversation. Like, Texas at least has been good when I have walked on this earth. Texas A&M's been good, but not elite good. So, that's why I say they're the most overrated. So I can't argue that. So, uh, also, it just makes – A&M fans are weird, man. It makes them mad. I, they hate me, so I like it that they hate me. I'll lean into that. Um, what fan base likes you, out of curiosity? You're like, you know what, K-State fans, they're all right. Yeah, no, K-State fans, I think, like me okay because they know I hate Kansas. Uh Sometimes Missouri fans like me. They hate me a lot too, but sometimes they like me. Because <laughs> Gabe, this is this is what I like. I made this comparison with the Chiefs. Is like it's always eighty degrees when you're talking about the Chiefs. It's hard to complain when it's always eighty degrees. Right. But if it's been eighty degrees for thirty-seven straight days, and then one day it's fifty degrees, it feels cold. Yeah. For four months, it's just. Man, Mahomes is going to throw for 5,000 yards and 60 touchdown passes. Tyree's going to have 1,500. Chelsea's going to have 1,500. McCall Harmon's going to have 1,000. Like, you're just selling 80-degree days. So then when it rains like it did on Sunday, it's like, why are you so negative? Because they just lost. We have to talk about the loss. What are you doing here? I can't come on here Monday at 2 and be like, yo, Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. That's not the story today. The story is they lost. Right. See, I like I, – I always think about, like, your job in Kansas City where it's a college market, right? You get three big college teams, and there's some Nebraska fans in Iowa State, but they don't really count when talking about your show. So you've got three major college teams. They all have fans there. So generally, I think probably – most people take the approach, I'm going to try to kind of stay down the middle. Like, I'm going to lean Kansas during basketball season. I'm going to lean Missouri or K-State during football season. But all you end up doing is pissing off everybody. So I ask you the same question. I, I assume, because you've kind of leaned into the Missouri fan thing, Missouri fans probably like you as kind of the voice of, of supporting Missouri on the radio in Kansas City. And the other two probably hate you, right? Yeah, but I'm not, like, super, super rah rah Mizzou guy either. Okay. So, like, then it's the, you know, like, I, I – I, I enjoy going to Kansas basketball games. Like I, I like sporting right. events. And when you go now, I'm not wearing the colors and waving the wheat, but right. whenever Trey Young was playing at Allen Fieldhouse, why would I not go? It's 30 minutes yes. from where I live. Like I, I go into sporting events. So like I kind of, but like I, I try to pride myself on, I, 
I don't have any issues with Kansas basketball. Like, Self's never done anything to me. I've always had good interactions No, it's, it's the fans. I, I don't have any issues. I don't like their fans. And right. I'm like, honest. Yes. Like, but, like, there, there's a difference between a KU fan and KU fan. You know who KU fan is. I want those people to be miserable. I want them to lose. Like, those are the people that I cheer against. But, like, you and I both know people that like Kansas. They keep up with oh, yeah. them. They're perfectly fine. Yeah. You know, but it's – but it's but it's it's KU fan that they lose that non-con game to Syracuse. They're like, this is the worst team that self has put together. <laughs> what are you talking about? Not- you got three McDonald's All-Americans, two four-star kids coming off the bench. You got a future NBA wing, and this is the worst team because you're eight and one heading into conference play. Those are the KU fans I hate. It, it, it always reminds me of like squares and rectangles, right? Not all rectangles are squares, but all all squares are rectangles. Not all KU fans are bad people, but all KU fans of that type you're talking about are bad people. So yeah, no, this, those this, those are the people I cheer against. I don't have. I I actually want KU football to be good. It would be better for everybody if they could go for being a two win team to like a five or six win team and played a big game. Like I I, I don't have any issue against Kansas the program. I got an issue with Kansas the people. You know that Jim Gatto was buying those players. I, you know, you're like, I guess you know that. What are we arguing here? We all know that TJ Gasnola was the money man. This, I'll leave you with this, game. How close to somebody do you have to be in the day you were being inducted into the Pro Basketball Hall of Fame for you to eat dinner with him with your family the night before you go in? You got to be really close with that individual. Super close. Bill Self, before yeah. going into the Hall of Fame, ate dinner with T.J. Gasno. That was his homie. That was who, his boy. Go back and read the text. Who picked Go up the back check? and read the text. They were in cahoots with one another. And I don't care. The game is the game. But KU fans at least got to be able to acknowledge it. You do some of the same slithery stuff that all these other coaches are doing. Who, 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 who picked up the tab that night? Any idea? I mean, this is going to be our most popular show. You've insulted Nebraska fans. You've insulted Kansas fans and you're giving stuff away for free. I mean, this, dude, <laughs> you, you, you know, the secret to these people. So one more time, hit up Carrington on Twitter at C Harrison. Just send him a DM Thursday night. What time, what time and what location of the show again? It is at Springland Armor in Kansas City or North Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, it's at 7 o'clock. But if you can't make the Thursday show, it's going to show all weekend. So Thursday, it's just kind of that single at 7 o'clock. It's going to show Friday in the full run, Saturday in the full run, and through the 5th. Uh, so that's the plan. I, Gabe, you know I got a lot of love and respect for you. I am somebody who I read the 10 thoughts on Monday morning. <laughs> I read the chamber. Awesome. I listen to the Tuesday recruiting. Like I, I'm a real power Mizzou fan. I'm on the thing looking at it too. I know y'all hate Tiger Hood. I, I, I really <laughs> am on powermizzou.com. I'm really on there. That's awesome, man. Well, <laughs> again, hit, hit Carrington up on Twitter. He's going to hook somebody up with two tickets to see that from Paseo to Pembroke. It's good stuff. If you know Kansas City basketball history, you're going to enjoy it. So, uh, And, again, if you can't go that night, hey, just just go sometime next weekend. Uh, go Friday night before you come down and watch Mizzou, Tennessee, or, or uh, you know, sometime after you get back. So, Carrington, appreciate it, man. Uh, we will uh, check in, and I'm definitely going to get up there sometime before the 5th and, and uh, check this out. We'll, uh, we'll grab a meal okay absolutely Gabe I appreciate you having me on all right have a good one man good to talk to you Carrington Harrison from 
610sports.com. Appreciate him joining us. We went a little long. We started a little late. Appreciate you guys hanging with us one more time. If you are interested, from Paseo to Pembroke, next Thursday night, 7 o'clock, he is going to give you two free tickets. Like, literally, all you got to do is send him a direct message on Twitter. He's going to give you tickets. You go check it out. You you, uh, don't have to pay for it. You'll like it. It's good stuff, especially if you grew up when I grew up in Kansas City. A lot of people, uh, a lot of a lot of really good college basketball players uh, came out of there, and uh, he went out and did a lot of work, found a lot of old footage, and talked to a lot of the people involved. So, encourage you to do that. The other thing I encourage you to do is to get in touch with the fine people at Master Tech Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. You can do that at MasterTechPHC.com or at five seven three seven seven seven. 7777. It is the coolest number on the planet. You can get in touch with the mighty nice people at Master Tech. They will take care of all your needs. They'll offer service agreements to protect your home's plumbing, heating, and cooling system. A small monthly retainer, you get up to 10% discounts, which can save you up to $500 on every call. Seasonal inspections, all kinds of other benefits. Two special offers from Master Tech. For the entire season, you set up a free visit with their comfort, one of their comfort advisors. You get a quote on a new heating and cooling system. You'll get a $35 credit for future service work. You don't have to pay a dime. If you do need a new HVAC system, that is an air conditioner and a furnace, if you buy that from Master Tech and tell them you heard about it on Power Mizzou, you're going to get a $250 gift card from any grocery store of your choice for tailgating supplies and also a full year subscription to Power Mizzou. That is a $350 value. Look, guys, if you stuck with us, here on this show, we're offering you free tickets to the documentary. We're offering you $350 worth of stuff for buying a new uh, HVAC system or honestly just $35 just for making a phone call and, and talking to somebody from Master Tech. So we're giving you, giving you all kinds of different stuff. We're insulting Kansas. We're insulting Nebraska. This is the best show on the internet, right? Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you uh, pregame tomorrow, 930 in the morning before Mizzou, B.C.